to the Wrestling Merchandise and Memories Podcast, brought to you by CanadianBulldogsWorld.com, your official home for wrestling merchandise, memories, and a wrestling scrapbook of sorts that I probably am not describing properly. In case you're wondering, whose voice is this? This is not the Canadian Bulldog, no. This is the quarantine edition where Stu Stone gets to sit in the driver's seat and drive the car, but not just any car. We're taking a bus today, folks. A virtual bus loaded with four passengers that are going to take you on a ride, a deep dive journey with your host, the Canadian Bulldog. Canadian Bulldog, can you hear me? I can hear you. Uh, Stu, thanks so much for uh, for putting this together. It's, it's, it's a pandemic. It's the wild, wild west. So we're really excited to not only have you and me talking about wrestling and merchandise memories this time around, we've got two very special guests I'd like to introduce at this time. Uh, first... You've heard him before here on the podcast. He's back again. He is the one and only, the big Rybowski. Rybowski, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. Uh, in quarantine, uh, thankful for the invite back on the show. Excited to talk to you guys. Uh, if there's four passengers on this bus, though, who's driving? I'm just going to ask that. Well, I'm, I'm going to be the driver uh, of, the, uh, of the... I have my license. Don't worry. All right. We're all I'm good. I'm for the ride. And we, we are also uh, joined by royalty uh, this week. We have uh, from from jolly old England, uh, I believe. I, I don't know. I don't have the uh, documentation to prove that, but I believe he is the one and only uh, Sir uh, hold Chester on a Collins. Hold on. London, Ontario, not London, England. Oh, that's that's the mistake there. Well, I, I, I was born in London, England, uh, since residing a, a winter in London, Ontario, and I have for the last 26 years. It's it's commonly referred to as the London of the North. So, uh, Sir Chester, we really appreciate you being here with us, Your Lordship. Sir and, Chester uh, Collins, what a get! Uh, absolutely, thank you. It's, it's great to be making my debut here on the Canadian Bulldog. Uh, you know, I, I, I still do make have some appearance at the Indies, uh, so I still have one foot in, in the ring. But it's it's nice to have another one in the uh, podcast game now. That's, where, great. that's where you gotta circle. be, Chessie. That's where you gotta be. Yeah, we see you at the gimmick table all the time. Talking those uh, eight by tens and, and all that stuff. SirChesterCollins.com to get more information on uh, some merchandise. You heard it here, folks. Uh, so, Stu, uh, it's been a little while since we've recorded, although it, it aired fairly recently. Um, any feedback you received on our last uh, oh, edition yeah. of the podcast? I mean, people just loving it. I mean, the deep dives that we take, people like to go swimming with us. You know, they like to go and learn and relive and discuss and laugh about these great memories and magazines and merchandise and all the stuff that we cover, the the Saturday night's main event and the LJN episodes, you would be hard-pressed to find a more conclusive deep dive than those two episodes of, of, uh, of your show, uh, Bulldog. So this week I think it's going to be great. It's fitting with Jack of All Trades being uh, 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 such a, a baseball card uh, movie for me, and I know you had a topic that was going to be really great for me and, and our guests today, who I know were big collectors, Chester Collins, and, uh, and I know uh, – the uh, Big Bowski, he he's a big collector of cards as well. Am I right there? Uh, absolutely, and also uh, make a cameo in the aforementioned film Jack of All Trades now on Netflix. It's true. I didn't know you were in it. Uh, and what about you, Chester? You collected cards back in the day, or um, I, I I did when I first came to uh, North America. I actually was in Toronto for uh, part of the late eighties and, and early. 90s, so I, I was definitely in the collector's uh, game. You know, unfortunately, there wasn't a Sir Chester Collins uh, collector's cards 
uh, during during my heyday, but uh, I was definitely familiar with the product and look forward to talking. Uh, I, I definitely, you know, I, I, have, I have a couple garages overseas uh, that hold most of my collectibles. So that, that that's uh, that's very insightful. And and Stu, let's let's talk a little bit about Jack of All Trades because it is absolutely unless you've been living under a blanket, you know, it's been crushing it on Netflix right now. So tell us a little bit about your documentary. Oh man, it is crushing it. It's uh, it's going to be on Netflix for a few more months, and uh, it is about. You know, re, revisiting the, the the good old days when uh, you know every, baseball cards and hockey cards and football cards and cards in general were were everything. Kids didn't play with uh, you know phones back then; they played with cards. And I know Chester was a big uh, Royals fan, ironically, being that he's a uh, uh, you know very apropos. Big George Brett. Brett. You were a big George Brett guy, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I was big. You know, George Brett was great. Also, you know, I was really into Frank White. You know, uh, won a couple gold gloves. Solid, uh, solid hand out there. And what about, uh, uh, what man, about could he turn a DP? Yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking of uh, DP, uh, about uh, Rybowski, uh, you have a uh, uh, a favorite uh, card collector. Uh, you know, uh, uh, what do you collect? Or what did you I collect? A favorite card collector or collection? No, like what did you collect? Either. Like what was your favorite? I, I pretty much collected everything. So baseball was my, my forte, but I mean, basketball, hockey cards, football cards, um, garbage pail kids, elf cards, pogs, uh, stickers, and of course, wrestling cards. Wrestling cards. That brings us to you, Mr. Bulldog, in today's topic. Yeah, I was actually going to just do a, a, a bit of a deep dive or a segue into Rybowski's other uh, MTV Raps trading cards, but we'll, we'll park that for now. Uh, yeah, so we are going to talk about wrestling trading cards, and although the uh, the listeners at home may not be able to actually see these in person, we will uh, we will show uh, images of this on the, on the YouTube version of this. This is now, by the way, the, the podcast is on uh, is on YouTube, it's on Spotify, it's on iTunes, anywhere you want to listen to your podcast, it's there, and we're going to. We're going to look at several different classic vintage collections of wrestling trading cards and get the opinions of the room here. And um, I think the, the best place to start is right from the very beginning. I'm just going to grab my uh, Den for Men binder, which uh, which holds these these beauties. Uh, this is the wrong. All right, we're off to a great start here. Yeah, that, that, that's your taxes. For that latest All right, I, I'm not going to start at the beginning actually because I can't find that binder at the moment. But this is this is my miscellaneous binder. So I'm going to show just these are some very rare one and two offs. So the first thing we've got here are this series of Coliseum home video uh, stickers or stamps. Uh, you've got Hulk Hogan, got Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon. Any did did you folks uh, collect these as well? I don't so, remember. So, I don't remember ever seeing those, Chester. So these came with, uh, I assume, like VHS cassettes back in the day, or I use these to mail uh, packages. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I, I can't say I've seen uh, any of those. Uh, got the Nasty Boys, uh, Brian Knobs and uh, Jerry Sags, a uh, couple of rough customers for sure. No, I, I've not seen those. I have no recollection of those at all. I'm sure I collected them, but I have no recollection. How come they have multiples of the same person on one sheet? I assume you get it all as a sheet, or it was yeah, it was one sheet. It says uh, Coliseum Video WWF Superstars Collectors Stamps. Collect them all. And can you actually use that as postage? I hope so, or else a lot of my uh, checks are going to be very very late this month. Um, 
So moving along here, we've got another rarity here, the Swanson's Frozen Dinner Cards. Jeez. Wow. And this is also Swanson's the same Frozen vintage. Dinner Cards. Delicious. So see here. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I remember those definitely. I threw in a lot of Salisbury steak in order to collect that set. So I, my understanding is there are only four of these in existence, uh, or four different cards in existence, rather. Uh, so we've got the Bushwhackers, the Legion of Doom, Big Boss Man, and the Rockers, Shawn so, Michaels and Marty Jannetty. It seems like they were going with like a tag team motif, and then Akeem was not available for the photo shoot, so Boss Man just got a solo job? Or This is a very <laughs> random collection. Yes, Chester? Uh, yeah. I gotta say, I, I like the design of those cards. Those look very uh, slick for something that came in a TV dinner uh, packaging. I'm, I'm impressed. I, I believe they were individually wrapped, okay. so that you wouldn't get like they weren't like attached to the back of the like, like the, the cobbler. Like you wouldn't get rhubarb on it. <laughs> Was I the only one that would eat the cobbler first? <laughs> nope. Fuck no. no. I, I would open up the card and then cobbler. Wait, then, uh, uh, I'm going to look up the, the value here for us, folks, because we like to know about value and to know what Bulldog's hoarding over there. At so Bulldog you got the, the wrestling cards, uh, Beckett, there? I do. Stand by. All right. Uh, so while we're standing by yeah, for, the, can, uh, yeah. for the value of it, I actually can see online that there were a lot more than those four. Texas Tornado had a Swanson card. Uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. Hulk Hogan. Um, the Mountie. Wow. was immortalized really? TV dinner card. Uh, uh, I've got news Brent for you, man. Hart. Those cards are worth something, man. How much do they go for? Graded, like the Rockers card. There's a Macho Man one that's $139. The Rockers wow. is $111. Un so you be a uh, whole ungraded. It's a whole different ballgame. Uh, but uh, if you got those graded, maybe you got something there. So you're basically saying I can uh, build my retirement fund off these babies. <laughs> maybe. All right. All right. So we're gonna go from uh, from frozen dinners to potato chips next. Sorry, sorry. I, I just want to go back. I know you were a little bit of a picky eater, bulldog, growing up. Perhaps like the certain kind, some of the cards that you couldn't get, maybe. What I'm trying to get at is the four cards that you were getting were just because that's all you would eat. So if you ventured into like a, a chicken fricassee or a beef stroganoff or something like that, maybe you would end up with the uh, $138 Macho Man card. Oh, yeah. that, that was probably it. Uh, so we're, we're now going on to the world of Hostess potato chips. And these were not only rarities, but uh, very, very popular uh, back in the day. This is around 1986, 1987. I believe, actually, sorry, 1987 would have been the first year because it was a promotion tied to WrestleMania 3. So I'm just going to show, these are actually, these are not cards per se, but they're stickers. Is, uh, that, is that Piper's? You, you got Roddy Roddy Piper, and he's, he looks to be at an outdoor stadium. I'm just curious, was that at the big event? Can you tell? Do we know? Um, Hot Rod was not at the big event, so probably event. I believe this is like a flea market somewhere. That yeah. I actually have memories of that photo album with those stickers in them from like it, that's like untouched from your childhood, like the way that you maybe is that your childhood album right there? It is. Yes, this is a like a nineteen. Like I remember going through that album. that very album and looking at the stickers. Uh, Hostess stickers, of course, came with the bag of chips, as you said. They were the best. Uh, I think that that was probably one of the most genius marketing plays that WWF did at the time because as kids, 
We were cracking open those potato chips looking for those fucking stickers. So uh, I have a very vivid memory of those stickers. First of all, I still have my collection in probably the exact same uh, binder that you have, Bulldog. Um, so I remember that said, like Stu had said. Uh, wasn't we your dad, crazy. didn't your dad like run this promotion? He did. He had some, uh, he didn't run the promotion, but he, he got some uh, some kickbacks from the promotion going through his retail outlets. Um but what I remember about that is um, trying to collect the set. It was very hard. You'd get like 40 Sikas and, and like 35 Tito Santanas. Uh, Coco Beware was a common one. And it was so hard to get some of those cards. And I remember one time calling Hostess Customer Service and saying that I had purchased a bag of chips and there was no sticker inside. I cannot remember for the life of me if that was made up or if that was real. Uh, but I remember calling and, and they had sent uh, an envelope. It was made up. Sorry, go ahead. Was it made up? Yes. Okay. That's that the only script right. on the book. <laughs> if I had to guess. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to say, did you guys collect other sticker collections? Because I remember there was also a collection of heavy metal bands. I remember I had like Poison and like Dokken and Rat. And yeah. there was also one, I believe it was by the time we were in high school. Um, Sir Chester Collins went to high school in Canada, fun fact. Um, of NBA players. Yes. Specifically, I, I remember I had a ton of Detlef Shrimp yes. stickers. I th- well, I think like once this, with the success of this WWF promotion, hostess for the duration of being hostess ran these types of promotions with other sports. But wait, what? you got the secret piece? Is that what you're saying, Big Bowski? Oh, sorry. So they sent an envelope and there was about 20 random stickers in there and a lot of them. And it was like... You know, Christmas. Well, I guess uh, as much as I can, we can experience Christmas. Um, but uh, yeah, they sent it. It was amazing. So we figured out this was the scam, and we would, uh, I think, did it a few more times, and ended up getting the whole set that way. And another uh, story along those lines. So, as you mentioned, uh, Stu, our, our father, Canadian Bulldog Senior, uh, did help with the promotions for that. So he did get to meet the Honky Tonk Man. He met uh, Jimmy Hart, the British and, Bulldogs. Uh, and one of the British Bulldogs, Davy Boy Smith, uh, no relation. And essentially, uh, we got a sneak peek at the the television commercial, which featured, for some reason, uh, Mean Gene Okerlund and the Strike Force were part of that uh, that promotion. Okay. We also got an audio cassette, which uh, which ran on a local radio station. So yeah, I feel like that commercial to- might be on YouTube. I feel like I've seen it surface with Strike Force. Am I wrong? I. Uh, no idea. Uh, we'll I, I, I have, yes. Fun yeah. fact. So, fun fact. The following year, Hostess did. St- this is actually kind of funny. Those are those rock stickers. Hostess was talking. Oh. Uh, Hostess was doing uh, baseball. Uh, the following year, after wrestling, they did baseball. And because of how many people called in and said they didn't get sent pieces. Hostess did not want to deal with any customer service as it related to after the stickers were in the bags, they wanted nothing more to do with it. My father got the rights for the stickers to be the to, – to handle oh, it yes. for Hostess. So at our house, wow. we had every base – we had like – he ended up trading – I don't know. He somehow – I don't know what he did. But I'm just saying that those the baseball stickers, I had the whole set times a billion. Like if someone needed a specific sticker, they would write a letter and it, we are like sluggers would be the one that would send out the sticker to them. 
That's really? amazing. Yeah. Uh, so Rybowski is showing the, the YouTube video. Uh, Sir Jasper, you're correct. And the, here's the other thing. Did you guys know that there was a second series of Hostess no, Potato Chip that, WWF stickers? I don't uh, Yes, definitely. I, don't yeah, I did not have the entire collection, but I do have – I'll show you some of the highlights here. Uh, yeah, this was, this was a, lot, a bit tougher to find, but you've got the natural Butch Reed – yeah, you those are incredible. I loved them. Yeah, I, I definitely had those too. I remember the butchery one. Well, I still have it somewhere. And Jimmy Hart actually take, took his sticker and put it on his uh, megaphone at one point. That's what kind of a hostess uh, Mark he was. We've got Strike Force here. Um, your guy, Mr. Fuji. The devious one. Got the Rougeau brothers. Uh, anyway, so it goes on and on, but there were definitely two. Uh, Two different series of hostess chips for those you know you know what they should have done for the promotion have fuji come out talk to mean gene and throw try to throw salt in mean gene's eyes but instead it goes on to the chips and then someone else you know, put some vin- then vinegar and then they have like salt and vinegar yeah like uh, the model rick martel with the arrogance of the, the cologne the yeah. atomizer yeah fuji ceremonial salt and vinegar <laughs> there you go ceremonial yeah. salt yeah. and vinegar all right. So, so moving along, the next series here, and I'm not sure how well there are, uh, you guys can see this, but this is uh, Coliseum Home Video. And these are trading cards for an upcoming video game. I think it was Raw is War for the Sega Genesis, uh, early 1990s. And I only had the four. Doink the Clown, Yokozuna, uh, and uh, Shawn Michaels, and for some reason, Luna Vachon. So these are more like postcard size collectibles these are these are trading card size isn't luna, isn't luna in the hall of fame no? she may be what Not what was luna Vachon? like what was her gimmick she was like crazy she, she was, was like, just one mean bitch <laughs> like she was sort of snm sort of gothic sort of like mystical I, I never quite understood what they were getting at with that character she was just like she was just like a she was just like a a bad mama. Yeah. Okay. So those were all of those series of cards we've discussed were I think very well uh, loved and, and and revered. We're gonna go on to one that probably not quite as much uh, these days. This is uh, this is called Super Wrestling Stars or is Wrestling that, Stars. Is that, a, is that sealed pack? It is not a sealed pack. It's a very dog-eared uh, package. I use to store the, the different cards. Um, so I'll, I'm just going to really briefly explain these first, and then I'll show some of the cards in case you guys have any any comments. But uh, these are not; these are basically a little bit bigger than a postage stamp. Uh, they're made out of very flimsy cardboard, and essentially every card in the series is an error card. Also, these cards are worth like hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars, depending on the wrestler. There's like a Ric Flair rookie card. It's like it's I'm I'm not even joking. Like, there's valuable cards in this set in this collection. And they're, and they're a big agnostic of territory, from what I recall, right? Yes, they're just that basically they're just basically like cards made from like George Napolitino's book or however you say his name. Yeah, and, and some of these were actually just like somebody took a picture of other pictures inside of a wrestling magazine and turned them into a uh, a trading card. This is Steve, no relation to William Regal. Um, we've got. Ricky Steamboat in front of his trophy case for some reason. 
this is oh, almost drop one there. And actually, but just before we go on, Bulldog, what was that language on the front of the cards? It, it's uh, broken English. Arabic. A- Arabic, I believe. Yeah, like an the, Arabic. Uh, Very interesting. Yes. These were my favorite cards. These are still my favorite cards. Yeah, they're always, I always the just, junior dog. Yeah, we're gonna get to the junior for sure. This is so it shows the road warriors, and it's actually uh, road warrior animal and Paul Ellering. Close inside. enough. And, and what's on the back of these cards? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that a piece is of cardboard, amazing. basically. The these are coasters. flimsy as fuck. Uh, we've got Joe's Leduc with his wearing the, the crimson mask. Okay. Uh, this is. So this is this is kind of funny coming up next. We've got Fritz von Erich with one of his snot-nosed kids, and they don't mention who the kid is. Then you've got Kevin von Erich, and then you've got Carrie von Erich. However, if you put them all together, it's it's essentially the same photo. They just <laughs> chopped it. Efficient. That's good. I like that. These cards are worth money. I'm telling you, Gary V is like going on a tangent about the junkyard dog card that he it's like worth like thousands of dollars and the uh, the Hulk Hogan and Muhammad Ali card is my absolute favorite <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter <laughs> it looks like probably the worst possible time for him to take a photo he's got like just he's bleeding all over the place I'm sure his uh, his goal was not to be like he literally just had his nose, nose busted and he looks like he's in mid sneeze as well <laughs> hold on so I'm getting to there's a, couple, there's a good one coming up here. All right. So we've got number 22 is Hulk Hogan. And it's, it has like an inlay from the magazine. <laughs> Half of an inlay. You can see the uh, like the text is on the, the, the right-hand side. If you guys are listening to this, you should just watch the version on YouTube because hopefully Bulldog will put up these photos of these amazing cards because yeah. – Carrie Von Eric has – it's literally someone took a photo of a magazine and made cards. So wait, is this like Pro Wrestling Illustrated or something? Like just sort of – They were not of? affiliated with it. No, yeah. no, of course. But where, where do you think this – what do you think the source of these with the text overlays? Wrestling yeah, those Allstars. were after magazines for sure. I don't think after. so. I go the other way. It's like, it's like Wrestling Eye and like Wrestling All-Stars. No, these were, these were after magazines. Really? Uh, yeah, I used to have one. So I'm just going to go. So here, this is this is one of my favorite ones, actually. It says, Crusher Khrushchev and Ivan Koloff, but it's only Crusher Khrushchev. Yes. <laughs> like, they, they, they started on their own net there. And, and that's uh, Repo Man, right? Am I wrong? It is, also yes. Also known yeah. as Smash. Repo Man rookie card. Smash. Wow. <laughs> it's worth a pretty penny. This one is, it says... Kevin Von Eric, Eric Flair. And he's like hugging, he could be like hugging a mop for all we know. You don't actually see Ric Flair or Eric Flair for that matter in there. It's just Kevin Vera and Eric like. Again, folks, this embracing. is more of a visual thing. So hopefully you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're not, we can describe it as, uh, as Kevin Von Eric hugging like a, the back half of a golden like retriever. A, like a Shetland pony or something. Yeah. Um,. Okay, I'm getting these all out of order. And the other thing, just as, a, as an insider tip for you folks who are listening to this, if you go to bit.ly slash card corner, that's where we have all of our articles about uh, previous trading card sets, and that will be growing in the weeks and months to come on Canadian Bulldogs World. The next card is <laughs> Hulk Hogan with uh, Joan Rivers, but Joan Rivers is uncredited. 
I'm not sure why that made the cut. Then you've got Hulk Hogan and Cindy Lauper, but they do name Cindy in the next card. And it's like half of both of them. Plus from Saturday Night Live or something. And then, sorry, Hulk Hogan and Muhammad Ali. Hulk Hogan and Muhammad Ali. I guess they can't name Liberace because Liberace wouldn't get over in that country. Look at that. Hulk Hogan and Muhammad Ali, and it's a picture of Hulk Hogan strangling Sylvester Stallone from Rocky Three, and it says on the card Hulk Hogan and Muhammad Ali, and it's literally not even Hogan's face, his arms, like just, a sliver of his. It's like profile. someone paused Rocky and took a picture of the screen. <laughs> Tully, Tully Blanchard, Tully Blanchard getting color the old way, you know. Listen, red equals green, brother. Yeah. So I, I won't go into all of these. Uh, there's, this could be the entire podcast just cracking open this series. But the two, I think Stu mentioned the Jim Cornette. Instead of Jim Cornette, it was basically Jim, Jim Cornette's arm uh, holding a tennis racket. Like you didn't see his face. And then there was one that called the Junior Dog, which instead of the Junkyard Dog, it was an obvious uh, typo there. And Ric Flair was spelled R-I-C-K and R-I-C throughout the set as well. And Eric Flair. Here's a question. To the best of your recollection, where did you buy these? Were these things you could pick up at a Hasty Market or a Becker's, or did this you have to go to more of a uh, collectible store, such as Sluggers or a place like that? Where did you get them, Bulldog? Oh, okay. Sorry. I was waiting for you there. Um, Max Milk is where I purchased them, just down okay. the street. So widely available. Good distro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. Is this supposed to be a promotion for sluggers? Or? No, no. Sure. I, I, I was just curious because I remember some of the WWF cards were, from what I recall, were not that easy to find. I am thinking that you're not right about where you got those cards. I'm so. pretty sure that uh, myself and the Big Rybowski got them at a flea market in Florida. But that's just... Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. No, I, I definitely remember. And maybe you're right about that. I'm not sure. But I definitely remember this package at the front of uh, Max Milk for sure. I can cl- I can collaborate both of those stories. I believe we did get them in a flea market, but that was after we had already discovered them. Oh, so it was like a However, second finding. However, we did buy a lot more and were able to get more of the set. I believe that's how it worked. So it was like a second finding. Correct. And I also, and I could be wrong about this, but maybe Bulldog can get some insight. I feel like these cards are kind of what spawned uh, inside the ropes. In a way, yeah, yeah, because of all the typos and More mistakes and things like way. that. More than in a way. I mean, we thought this was the funniest you were thing, making fake versions. we started of, making our own cards. Yeah, you were making versions of these cards back in the day. This is the original uh, Inside the Ropes. Not, not only that, but I also have somewhere in, in Bulldog's basement a collection of like bootleg ones that we made up on like Microsoft Print Shop or something like that. So yes. yes uh, what you're listening to today can all be credited to this uh, poorly made uh, series of, of trading cards. So moving along, we've got we've done uh, WWF and we're going we're going to WCW now, and this is uh, this is a series. It was by Impel Trading Cards, and this was in the early 1990s. So I'm just going to show some I of these. Really, hard to see I do not really great. remember this set at all. Now, this was a series we did find in Florida, right, Basket? I don't always remember that. I absolutely am very excited to find them in Florida. I, those so these nice. are they're, uh, just for those people who don't know, it's um, they have 
like black backgrounds, very glossy. And they remind me almost of like a, a newer version of a Swanson trading card. <laughs> I think Chester Collins has his eyes on that Missy Hyatt rookie card. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you know, he's, he's a formative uh, talent back in the day. I see, a, I see a little Eligante there. He's the very hard to miss uh, man of that stature. Um, and you know what he wants, uh, you know what he wants, Chester? What's that? The belt. You want the belt? <laughs> I want the belt. So who else do we have here? I think we see a little Michael P.S. Hayes, maybe? Am I wrong? You are not wrong. The Z-Man? The Z-Man. I know Sid Vicious had a card where he was on a a Hannibal Lecter type card. Frankenstein. Yeah, these are not bad looking. It's a nice Uh, set. Even the era. A lot of Eligante in this set. They were trying to give him a big push. Is PM News in there, or is that before his time? There's no PM News in this set, per se, but we will get... Some PN news. See there. Lex Luger with a double bicep there looking good. <laughs> Brad Armstrong. Flexi Lexi. Who's that with a hat on? Uh, right there? No, like on the other one, like at the top in the middle. For those, uh, uh, you'll have to watch this on YouTube. What the fuck am I? Oh, it's sideways. Okay, it's like it's Sting getting, sting getting uh, a hat. He's not wearing a hat. That's his mullet. Okay. Um, yeah, so these these were a really good series of cards. The only thing that was really interesting is that at the exact same time, another company put out a series of WCW cards. Now these ones I know. I feel like you could still get a package of these today for like a buck. Oh, I think I actually tagged you. So like that, there's like a collectibles place in Toronto that just got in those other WCW cards maybe, the first ones you showed us. And like it was like $1,000 for the box. No, that that was much older. That was much rarer. That was okay. like NWA cards. Okay, my bad. These you, these you could find in a garage sale or whatever. These are very cheap. Um, these are called the Stomp Collection. And I do think that store that you uh, had found has wrestling star cards. So yes. You've, you've got pages and pages of Sting cards here. Is this all from the same set? Why the fuck are there so many? He's hoarding Sting. Sting he was hoarding Sting rookie cards. <laughs> I know he's one of the all-time greats, but like, what's what's going on here? Why are so, so many? It, it, it's a good observation, uh, sir Chester. It, essentially, all they did in this collection was just like have the same stars over and over and over again. So even we go to Lex Luger. There's like a bunch of Luger cards here. Okay. And apologies, I'm probably not holding this up very well. Oh, these are impeccably ordered too. You're very organized with these. Well, when you've got a collection that's worth potentially millions, of course. Um, yeah, and, and I mean there were you know I don't know if I can look through it, but there were there were a lot of errors in this this set as well, just in terms of the information they provided there. I remember Z Man's like motto was "Stay single, ladies." Um, <laughs> and, and might I add, and, and might I add, don't call me Peanut Head. <laughs> I believe there is a Teddy Long card. We'll get to that. Uh, Arn Anderson. <laughs> this is before Evad Sullivan. Got lots of Arn Anderson for you, Arn Anderson marks uh, out there. Any CW Can you imagine Anderson? getting an all Arn Anderson pack? Any CW Anderson? He's, he's the enforcer. A lot of Dutch Mantel. Uh, dirty probably, Dutch. Probably more Dutch Mantel than anybody would ever want. Interesting that, like, Dutch, because I don't even remember Dutch getting, like, a huge. Uh, he Was he high up on the card in WCW back then? He was not. He was a jobber, but he got, like, 14 cards. Who would be the most obscure wrestler in this set, by your estimation? Uh, well, right on the next page, I would say Wildfire Tommy Rich having several cards. Is yeah, probably, uh, 
Yeah. And more choice. so than Dutch Mantel, I would say Dutch Mantel over Tommy Rich. They both are good hands, though. Dutch Mantel, Dutch Mantel definitely like he he was a character. He looked like the part of a, an interesting wrestler. Ricky Morton, lots of fabulous Freebirds cards here. Okay. You know what? Dutch Mantel has a great mind for the business. You guys, he went on to be uh, Zeb Coulter. Hold Southern on, boys. Did those cards just change from yellow to red? Is that what happened? They did. So tag teams got the red treatment. Okay, I'll say, I'll say Southern boys. That's the most obscure so far. Who who were the Southern boys again? Steve Armstrong. Yeah, Steve Armstrong and Tracy Tracy's mother. Mother. Okay, and Steve Armstrong was like Brad Armstrong and all those guys. They're all brothers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They were related for sure. And and the other thing too that's worth pointing out in this collection. This is like this is vintage '90s colors. Like this is like right out of an episode of Saved by the Bell, just with the the decoration in the back or the the sort of the green and yellow and unbelievable, like very very '90s couture. And are the backs, so if there's nine Sting cards, are the backs all identical, or are they different? Uh, let's see here. They are different. They have different facts and figures on tag teams such as Doom. There's a Jim or, Ross rookie card. So there's nine different stats and figures on Tommy Rich. I don't know if he had nine cards, but yes, that would be the idea. Jim Ross, Missy Hyatt. Of course, Chester yeah. preferred it when Tommy Rich joined the York Foundation and became Thomas Rich. Thomas Rich, that's right, and uh, Terrence Taylor. And uh, Richard Morton. Well, I remember the manager had a, a very early laptop computer and would be like, she'd be like typing stuff at ringside to like the formula of how to win the match. Yeah, you're talking, and, you're talking about Marlena. And Marlena, it was a, yes. It was a word processor as well. It wasn't actually a computer that she was using. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry about that, folks. Also doubled as a weapon, no doubt. I feel like it came into play at times. Michael Wall Street. She was Bill James of wrestling before his time. So Jim Ross's uh, favorite hold is the microphone, in case you were wondering. Some some vintage chair. So we're going to move on to another uh, WCW series. This is a little bit more obscure. This is from WCW Magazine. Some of the uh, the cards, which says like Missy Hyatt in the bikini. Look at that. Uh, this, this may be a Stone Cold Steve Austin rookie card, Stunning Steve. Well, these I do not remember seeing. So, again, I suggest you watch this particular podcast on YouTube so that you can see the visuals here because this is a very visual podcast. Uh, but I've not seen this set of cards before. I, I'm going to ask the same question. Where did you buy these? This So this was inside WCW Magazine. These were inserts. Oh, I see. And what about the previous uh, WCW sets? Those you could buy packs at like Sluggers or wherever. Really? Because okay, yeah, like this one—the the the, uh, the neon yellow and green. This was everywhere. You could still find these. I found some places. Very from cheaply. what it, what I recall is WCW at that time was not not uh, shown on Canadian television. Yeah, it was. It was wrong. on it was on CTV on like Saturday nights at like two in the morning. <laughs> It was. The perfect time for viewing. Yeah, World, Worldwide was on, on CTV in Canada, on CFTO. And on if you had TBS, the Superstation, you watched 6.05 Saturday, Sunday. You did, yeah. And then, so oh, my next – the next series I've got is a few years later. I only have one page of these, so I don't know where I, I obtained these to be honest. Uh, but this is like 1995 era where Hulk Hogan had joined the company. You've got uh, Rybowski's favorite, uh, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, profiled uh, Paul Orndorff, 
got uh, Brutus Beefcake and it just says Sleeper. I was going to say, send me Sleeper. <laughs> Don't That's the short lived nickname. And they, they have different logos on them. So that one says Main Event. There's one that says WCW Wrestling. Don't call me Paula. Yeah. Well, Is that Adam, Adam Bond? Uh, no. Where are you? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the next page. Yes. Oh, okay. Thanks. We'll switch around. I so, like it. Yeah, so these uh, these cards that I was just describing, they're by a company called Cards, like with a Z. <laughs> Original. <laughs> this was made in 19, uh, 1995. I'm not so familiar my, with those. My last series of uh, WCW, these are stickers as well. These are by a company called Crazy Planet. And this is towards the end of WCW's runs. You see Bret Hart there, Goldberg, uh, Scott Steiner. Das Wunderkind, <laughs> people like that. Where'd you Fantastic. get those? Where did you get those? Scott Steiner. Uh, this would have been an eBay purchase a few years ago. How much are those? Saturn. How much do those no. cost? Uh, it would be less than ten bucks. Uh, this is probably not the entire collection. We've got autographs of uh, Goldberg, uh, Bret Hart, DDP. Uh, did you get those? Uh, wait, did you wait outside the hotel to get those? Yes, I, I wherever at WCW folks went. You got them to sign their own glamour shots. <laughs> yes, That's the idea. No, I believe those were already pre-autographed for sure. All right, uh, I've already done that collection, so just bear with me for a second here. So well, we all know what's coming now. What, WWF cards. Yes, you've seen this podcast before. <laughs> All right. So again, uh, a very visual episode this week. Uh, uh, so I encourage you, if you've made it this far into the program with just audio, what are you waiting for? Head on over to YouTube and check out what and see what we're seeing. You know how long this is going to take me to put together to make it visual. And we're all in quarantine. <laughs> you got, you got, time. Uh, you got nothing but time. This is true. They may come right. out with another uh, WCW set before this is all done. <laughs> So this particular set is is it's not the first wrestling card series ever, but certainly the first that we probably collected as as young stupid marks uh, around 1985. This is the tops, the first tops WWF collection. Those are 1985. The first set came out. They are yes. Wow. So the early days of Hulkamania. He's holding the old WWF title. Superfly Snuka. Captain Lee was quite popular in the series back then. Got the hammer. Got Wendy Rector in a bathing suit. Got Rowdy Rowdy Piper in his I, I was going to say that Wendy Rector card, I, I do recall that one specifically. A uh, very provocative photo. Seemed very out of yeah, character for her. Because she wasn't, uh, you know, she was uh, a world-class athlete first and foremost. And that seemed a bit, I don't know, I was a bit surprised even at the time. I saw that. These are still great cards. Yeah, these are good. These are like well done, good photos. Yeah, very like very eighties and very cartoony, but uh, they they stand the test of time. I mean, you sure. know why those are good? Because they're made by Tops. Tops is in the business. They're not. It's not a one off set. It's not Swanson trying to do some promotional gimmick. This is Tops. They they do cards. That's what they do. So they didn't drop the ball here. They nailed it. They absolutely did. Although I will point out, so if you guys can see, there's a Hulk Hogan card here. Uh, in this sort of green background. So if you go to the very first card in the series, 
it is the exact same fucking picture. Guess what? Oh, wow. it's a different background. Guess what? That's how they do parallels now in baseball cards. They do one of ones. This one has a green background, a red background, a blue background. They're called parallels. But I don't think that was the case back then. I could be wrong. I've, I've seen that since. But um, So just, just going through some of these, you've got uh, Greg Valentine, Ivan Putsky, George the Animal Steel. Lego you my arm. captions on them, right? Lego my head. Now that's what I call a sledgehammer. Who is uh, Greg Valentine is uh, giving someone a, some kind of backbreaker and seems like Looks, he's gra- grabbing a, a handful of crotch there. That would be Superfly Snooka, and yes, he probably is. And does the Big John stunt card there on the bottom say Big Fat Chicken? <laughs> it closes, it says No Fair Choking. <laughs> My memory doesn't serve me directly. <laughs> but he was probably thinking that. I'll tell you one thing about this set that I never really understood. If you look at the backs of some of the cards, there's a drawing of a wrestler. Uh, yeah. Kind of his hands up to his head, almost saying like na 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 boo boo. There. And like he's I, almost like provoking. Like what? I never understood what the, what he's trying to convey with that little drawing. And we were convinced back in the day that was supposed to be Rowdy Roddy Piper, although it's clearly not. Okay. Or is that like a guy about to like lock up? Is that what that's supposed to be? Or we'll never know. And we will. We will never know. Um, it was probably just the stereotypical wrestling heel, just giving, yeah. a, giving a bit of a boo boo face. So you've got just as we continue on here, uh, Moon Dog Spot and uh, Chief J Strongbow and a bunch of other uh, luminaries. But the interesting part of the the series to me was when they started getting a little cheeky. With their, uh, they have these like uh, comic book style captions. So you have here, uh, I believe this is Ivan Putsky and Jesse Ventura in an arm uh, wrestling contest where uh, Ventura says, This ain't my idea of holding hands. And then Putsky says, It's giving me blisters, which I'm, I'm pretty sure is not what they were saying. But it might, have been. it might, well, we'll never know, I guess. Paraphrasing. There's the infamous one of Hulk Hogan punching his fist through a, a stereo. Yes. And it says, wrong kind of music. So I guess These, these are, uh, seem sort of loosely influenced by Mad Magazine. It sort of seems like the type of thing you might see in Mad Magazine. I was going to say cracked. Yeah, yeah. Either or. We've got here Mean Gene Okerlund saying to Hulk Hogan, who's your next challenger? And Hulk Hogan is saying, anybody, anybody good enough to meet me, man. Which, again, I don't think is a verbatim. And that's but, not even funny. That's, like, a fair commentary. I mean, he's, you know, one of the all, again, one of the all-time greats. Here you've got, remember, Stu, on an earlier podcast, we were talking about George the Animal Steel as a heel? Yes. So you've got proof here. And he's saying, arg! And then Mr. Fuji is translating, saying, I think he say he hungry. Which is, kind of, does not hold up well. Um, and then we've got the stickers, which these are absolutely legendary. Yeah, those are the best. Look at those stickers. Uh, I can't Look at that Captain Lou. They're really awesome. Would you, Rybeski, would you like to describe this Captain Lou? Um, he is shirtless holding a bag of potato chips and maybe on the phone or is he holding a beverage? I can't quite tell. I think it's pre-cell phone. So. <laughs> it looks like basically lard all over his, his upper chest. Yeah, not a good look. Beef, and then you got Brutus Beefcake crouching. Uh, Oops. Sort of looks like he's like camping and he's like relieving himself. <laughs> <you know. laughs> 
<laughs> He's got a rose in his mouth as well. Plotting, plotting. Very limber. Parts unknown. Was was Beefcake from Parts Unknown when he first showed up? I feel like he was. San Francisco. Was he? Okay. I he may have been billed as Parts Captain Unknown. Luna Tux. Another Cino. Captain Lou sticker. Captain Luna Tux. Yeah. Okay, that JYD sticker is on another card. I, I recognize that that face. Yeah, that was it the is. first. Yeah, the bug eye junkyard dog. Oh, uh, wait, wait a minute. Look what we're seeing on the back there. A puzzle. Looks like a puzzle. Yes. It's a puzzle of Hogan. Dive into that. It's uh, Hogan about to throw a punch on Dr. D, David Schultz. Nice. How how do you have that? How do you know it's Dr. D? It's just a guess. (laughs) You can see John Stossel uh, lurking. (laughs) So... We go from uh, from that series to the next series of Topps cards. This would be 1986, and it's a it's in the same style. Got Wait, there's Nicolai a series Volk. two. This was yeah. This oh was right, right, and, right, right. The yellow box. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. Is so that, is that really Tony Atlas? It is. It looks very lean. Very lean. It was his pre Saba Simba days, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Got the British Bulldogs there. Nightheart, Ricky Steamboat, not looking at all like himself. He's jacked as shit. Yeah. Leilani Kai, Bobby Heating, King Kong Bundy. These were all basically people who were not in this first series, which is really interesting. The one thing I note in that first series that we already went over, there was no Andre the Giant card. Is that OPG? These are... They are OPG. Good eye. So... So, Stu, what's, what is the difference between OPG and Tops? Well, the ones you're holding are worth thousands of dollars because those are OPG cards, and those were printed and distributed in Canada. Tops does not do uh, – basically, Tops in the States is OPG in Canada, and the sets tended to be smaller. Like the 87 Tops baseball set is one of the biggest sets at the time, 700 and some odd cards, whereas the 87 OPG baseball set is only 200 and some odd cards. So – I'm not sure what uh, the difference is in the set size, but I did see that the light back uh, tops uh, printed on uh, more of like a dull, darker background, and uh, OPG had like the light tops Tiffany type background. Uh, maybe Rybowski can vouch for any of that. Hey, Sean, more. there's a card there. It's got Junkyard Dog. He's got a hold of some guy's foot, and it just says Twister. Who who is who's his adversary there? Who is that? Jobber for uh, sure. Is it just a jobber? I'll go back and see. Sorry, he says, what do you see? I think it was on the previous page. Twister. Twister. This looks to be the Duke of Dorchester, I believe. Oh, Pete Pete Doherty. Pete Pete Doherty. Yes. Was that his name, Pete Doherty? Or that's the guy in the Liberty? No, Pete Doherty. Pete Pete Doherty and the Duke of Dorchester were one and the same. Wow, okay. Good memory. Brad Doherty. Yes. Uh, You're thinking of Chris Daughtry. <laughs> what? Another one of these like, caption cards. This was Hulk Hogan sitting in a, on his car in the winter, and it says, "It's time for a little road work, brother." And it's a Corvette because Hogan only drives American cars. Oh, good eye, good catch. Absolutely. Got Jake the Snake. You got Uncle Elmer here. Hey, Uncle Elmer. We've said it uh, on this program many times. Household name in 1986, Uncle yeah. Elmer. Um. Rybowski, this card here at the Killer Bees, I think there might be some history to that. Do you not, do you not remember that? Uh, with the Killer Bees card, uh, no. No recollection. There's Refresh a card. Stu, do you remember this one? 
No, please. Did we pose for that photo or something? <laughs> Do we recreate it? Are there like a Halloween costume? There's a there's a card somewhere that has like both of your heads on this picture of the Killer Bees card. Right. I don't know okay. what the context was, but that's whenever I see that card, that's what it reminds me of. Was so I B. Brian Brian taste, taste, or was I Jim Brunzel? No, B. B. Ryan Blair. <laughs> there you go. Uh, here's a here's a rare card, Haas Funk. I mean, B. Brian oh. Blair. B. Brian Blair. My bad. How, how long was Haas Funk around for? I feel like it was. Like two weeks? Very, very brief, yeah. yeah. Well, the Funks yeah. never really got along with the McMahons. Yeah. Got Macho Man and Elizabeth. That's the first one there. Right. They, brought in Dory Funk, they brought in Dory Funk Jr. And they made him call himself Hoss Funk. Um, so we've got some more caption cards here. And I'm trying to read them on an angle here. Uh, Mr. Fuji is, is sitting down. Uh, with Vince McMahon and Lord Alfred Hayes. Oh, God, on the this is going to be a racist, isn't it? I was going to say. He says, I make sukiyaki out of everyone who oppose me. And then Lord Alfred quips, tea and crumpets could do for me. Because so uh, he's British, so that it, makes it funny. It does. Okay. Got Hulk Hogan. You get that, Sir Chester Collins. <laughs> <laughs> who's, in, Hulk, who's in the hospital? Uh, I don't know who it is. I believe this is from Fuji General, the uh, television series. So... Don, Don Morocco says this guy looks really sick and then Mr. Fuji goes that's because he just learned we're going to operate on him so pretty racist yeah uh, just trying to see if there's any other good ones here and there or not again you've got a puzzle here with Hulk Hogan's leg so I believe this is actually his match with King Kong Bundy at Wrestlemania so I can see the steel cage there we've got something that looks like it's in like the snake pit talk show or like this one here yeah, what's going on there? It appears to be Paul Orndorff, Ace Orton, and Rowdy Roddy Piper around a cauldron. With so it's Vince like a Hall Halloween type thing. These Maybe are all that. stills from TNT or Saturday Night's main event. Skipped. Yes. Yeah, and Mr. Wonderful saying, I don't know if that's good for my diet. Now you've got uh, an episode of Piper's Pet where... You don't see Piper, but you see Ace Orton and Big John Studd and Bobby Heenan. And Big John Studd says, if anybody calls you a weasel again, I'll flatten them. And then the last caption card here on this page, you've got Hulk Hogan uh, playing guitar. This is like very glittery background. He says, it's rock and wrestling forever. Like, I don't even get how these are funny. They're, they're kind of just statements of fact. Yeah. All right, so any, any other thoughts on the OPT collection before we move on? I like those cards a lot. I feel like they could be repurposed and made into like cool hipster type of t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies with some of those stickers or stuff on it. Uh, I, I would definitely wear uh, the Captain Lou Albano uh, uh, eating a bag of chips uh, if that was put on like a, a, a hoodie uh, with a good thread count. Now I know what to get for your birthday. And uh, – <laughs> Overall, just the memories of opening those packs and eating the gum and collecting those cards. Uh, you know, I found like the next set, which the one, the next set they brought out in '87, which I believe was called WrestleMania. Tops put out one more offering. Uh, the gum in that tasted much better than the gum in the uh, other offerings. It was just like a fresher gum. That's insane. You're not going to get anywhere else. No. <laughs> 
right. Um, okay, so for our next series here, are you guys feeling in a classic kind of mood? Yeah, this is my Always. favorite set when it came out. Always. Right. So this is not the classic set that most of you have. I do have that somewhere kicking around. This is, uh, I believe, 1991. So this is like the fall of the one set. Uh, with the cards were all in blue. Oh, I stand corrected. <laughs> do you recognize these ones at all? <laughs> yes, I, I, I do remember like those. Not what I thought it was yeah, good, but I, I do remember those. Okay, those. Yeah, the first classic series was actually well, classic. It was iconic because you had like these like uh, stickers and like character logos and um, like you had like Barry Horowitz and Jack Tunney rookie cards and things like that. Uh, this was the follow-on, so it's it's still pretty good. So it's kind of a boss por man. portrait of Hulk Hogan there. Is that like a Diamond King type thing, or is it a photo? Oh, no, it's an actual photo. That was the okay. cover of like the Hulk Hogan poster magazine. Maybe. I think you're right. Wow. Uh, so you got some big stars from the day, Power and Glory, The Rockers, Bobby Keenan, Sensational Queen Sherry, The Barbarian in full antler regalia, Virgil. Maybe Virgil's rookie card, I'm not sure. Okay. I think he was in the other classic set. Was he? I think so. Maybe with Diviasi. Maybe. Got uh, the Mountie. We were mm -hmm. talking about him earlier. I, I wouldn't mind finding like a Nikolai card that has like when it has like a scent lo like a scent logo on his trunks, like when Mick, when uh, Ted Diviasi <laughs> owned him. So the other thing too, I, I should have uh, mentioned before the, the the retro style, like the Tops OPG style. They actually have those cards now in newer form, like uh, yeah. Tops Heritage. Tops Heritage. Cards. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I have a few, a few of those collections. Are these? Sorry, these are tops cards, or this is another? This is classic. I don't know much about the firm. Maybe Stu, do you know this company? Uh, yes, a classic. Uh, originally, they couldn't get the license to do baseball cards in the packs, like uh, with like Tops and Opeachy and uh, Don Ross and Fleer and all those other companies. So they made a board game called Classic, and they ended yeah. up skirting the rules. And that's they did baseball, but nobody ever played the game. They just collected the cards. And then, the uh, for wrestling purposes, they didn't need to. At this stage, Topps was no longer making wrestling cards, so Classic obviously jumped on the license, and they were able to do and distribute and manufacture without any rules because it was the WWF and they had the license. But uh, yeah, back in the day, uh, Classic made baseball cards. That's how they got on the map, and they were famously had Ken Griffey Jr. stuff and a Bo Jackson in an Auburn uniform. Uh, those are the two notable classic cards that I can think of, but uh, maybe Rybowski yeah. can think of some others. That was when I was thinking of the Bo Jackson, which I still have in his Auburn uniform holding a baseball bat. Yeah. This may be unrelated, but did that come with the CD where they had the, the baseball rap song? Or is that something totally different? <laughs> Un unrelated. unrelated. This was a board game. It was like a like a sim simulation. It was a board game board that you game. rolled the dice and that means like that was like a single, a double, you kept stats, but then there was like a travel version of the game. It was just mm -hmm. basically just like a blister pack of cards. Classic wasn't the one that would, you'd get one card plus a pin. I feel like that was score yes. maybe. No, was no, that, or was that classic? No, no, that's score. That's a different product. That was score. Okay. So you see a very rare general Adnan card there. Oh wow! That'll yeah, make those two As an Adnan rookie card. See power and earthquake. Glory. Power and glory. A lot of uh, a lot of legends have passed away uh, on the pages of this particular binder. This yes, really is depressing. depressing. Yeah. 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 Ultimate Warrior, Mr. Perfect, Randy see, Savage, Tugboat, Boss Man. Keep you, 
keep an eye on him. I would not want to be Haku these days. All right. And, uh, okay, so we're going to go on to one last series here. So this is, this goes back a few years. This is around WrestleMania 3. I think, Stu, you were mentioning these before. I think these are tops. Those are the ones with the good gum. Yes. Tops, I'm just double-checking here. This is the best set of any wrestling card. So this right here is the under underrated and underappreciated because at this stage, this wasn't as widely made as the other wrestling sets. So this was when Top sort of like threw in the towel on the wrestling license and just sort of dumped these cards out into the marketplace without much of a push. The is that a Frankie card? The design is the best. The cards are the best. The roster of stars is amazing. This is the, this is secretly the best wrestling set of all the sets. So this is basically WrestleMania three. Yes. Time period. Yes. Okay. And it's like super patriotic. So you've got the stars and stripes in the background, blue up order. And yes, as, as Rybowski just pointed out, that is a Frankie rookie card there. And then we got, got you got a Canadian, you got a guy from France, you got a guy from Mexico. It's it's great. It's the United Nations. I think Frankie's from Costa Rica. Yeah, Australian there. I see Outback Jack. Butch Reed. I mentioned him earlier. Bundy. Kamala's Kamala. <laughs> the King Harley Race. That's, That's a Harley card. Race's w, first WWF card. Got the British Bulldogs, Ricky Steamboat. Then you've got. I'm just gonna turn this sideways here to see the the Outback Jack card here, which is taking oh, him back wow. to his uh, his native Humpty Doo Australia. That is. He's got something. his face painted and everything. Was he actually Australian? Do we know? I believe he was. And he was basically to capitalize on the popularity of Crocodile's uh, ND. <laughs> I know Jacko. those words, but I'm not sure what they mean together. Um, <laughs> well played. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is the card I wanted to show you guys. It's just like Hercules Hernandez putting some jabroni in a backbreaker, right? If you look really, really close, that's Mick Foley. It's the Mick wow. Foley rookie card. Oh, wow. Yeah, it sure is. He pro- Jack Foley. He probably doesn't even know it. Well, why don't, you, on Twitter. why don't you tweet him and show him the photo? I've done that many times. He's not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> we just did that on Card Corner a few weeks ago, actually. Um, Ken Patera. Jailbird. <laughs> I believe the caption is The Olympian Returns. <laughs> From the you've got, Yeah, You've got... King Kong Monday floating in the air after <laughs> missing a, a charge to Corporal Kirshner. It's actually levitating. And what happened to the Stars and Stripes? They're not on these cards anymore. It's not as American. I think that was just like for the initial, like the where they had the individual wrestler. And these ones are more action shots. So Frankie gets a uh, American <laughs> <laughs> card. Frankie was super don't. over, man. <laughs> All right. Got some WrestleMania 3 action going on here. Steamboat versus Savage. Sorry, guys. Quick, quick aside. You know, you know what I used to like? I, I feel like this would be in the programs you would buy at WWF Live events. Like the first page would have it would just be like superstars. The back, and, the back of the program. Yeah, there'd be like 20, 20 superstars, and once in a while you get best. an animal the best. in there. You get like Matilda or Frankie <laughs> or even Damien might have popped up. I think mine showed up, like the stuffed animal. <laughs> he was a superstar in his own right. Sure. Uh, so we got some more caption cards here in this series. 
uh, with Jim Neidhart laughing, nice guys finish last. And then you've got, I'm not sure, I think this is Outback Jack pulling the head of a steer. Yeah, like a, a, a zebu or something. It's pretty awful. Here's how we should keep the, in the shape in the Outback, mate. I'm sure PETA would have uh, a few thoughts about that depiction right there. It was the 80s. Yeah. Uh, kimchi is not even saying he's thinking in a thought bubble. No, Kamala, that's not dinner. Okay. Lots of laughs And uh, it turned out to be actually Swanson's. It turned out to be the actual <laughs> dinner for Kamala that night. It all comes back to Swanson's. You got Mr. Fuji talking to Killer Khan. And all the Mr. Fuji ones are the best. Good. That face scare opponent silly. I'm racist, Mr. Fuji. And then you got the sticker cards. So you got Billy Jack Haynes, Again, Hercules. I would wear a hoodie with most of these on it. Yeah. Agreed. Outback Jack sticker. So it seemed like yes. Outback Jack was ready for a big push if this uh, card set's any indication. Yeah, he had the action figure, he had the cards, yeah, the host sticker. sticker. Yeah, like the theme song. All the pieces. The theme song. Here's Stu for for reference. Here's the the package that came in. That's not the WrestleMania pack, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Look at that. Yeah. Who's a really small guy beside Nightheart? Uh oh, Smash of Demolition. Oh, Little Smash. Okay. (laughs) Is this Danny Davis up there too? This is Danny Davis sticker. Dangerous Danny Davis. Yeah. Andre the Giant, Ken Patera. These are all the same as the cards we saw before, just on a different background. Um, some autographs here. Something to do with trading. I could not tell you who these are. Rebowski, would you happen to know? Tiger Jeet Singh. Wow. Tiger Ali Singh. Tiger Chung Lee. Maybe <laughs> Tiger Ali Singh. There's somebody with the first name Tiger. It's Tiger uh, Ali Singh. And this looks like Sergeant Slaughter, but there's no way you got to Sergeant Slaughter. You got to put it up a little higher. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Is that Sergeant Slaughter? Yeah. So, uh, I don't when know did, you meet, did you meet Tiger Ali Singh and Sergeant Slaughter in the same day? I don't think it was Sergeant Slaughter. So what, what is that that's autographed there? It looks like a photocopied piece of paper. It's this WWF attitude that has, um, it's not photocopied, it's just like a, a, like a, it's an in-your-house event and it's like the background there. Okay. It does look like Sergeant Slaughter, but I don't think that's what it is. Tully Blanchard, maybe? Why would Tully Blanchard be in the same place as Tiger Ali Singh? That's even... <sighs> Brainbusters. I don't know. It's a sergeant something. It's like, looks like it's a sergeant blonde. But General Sar- sergeant Greg Pittman? Yeah, I was going to say Sergeant Craig Steve Pittman. Blackman. I think it's a Steve Blackman. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it is Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman and yeah. Tiger Ali Singh. That could be... Yeah. This is another one of yours, I believe, Razor and Ramon. That's oh, easier yeah, to read, yeah, yeah. I got that at Bad Boy Furniture. I was with you. You had a story there for that, I believe. Yeah, we took a picture with the bad guy. We took a picture. We got to hold the belt. We waited in a furniture store. Yeah. Um, I I saw this photo of me with the belt somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chester, you were there with us? Chester, did you go with us to that that, uh, VHS place where we got to take a Polaroid with uh, a couple of wrestlers? Yeah. With uh, Body Donna's. Hillbilly Jim was there and the Body Donna. uh, I I missed that one. Mouth of the South. Mouth of the South autograph. And then 
So Bulldog, where where are these 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 random eight by ten glossies you have signed? Where did these all come from? Um, so I think a lot of these came from my dad. He did the aforementioned uh, Hostess potato chips signing. Right. He was he was in the business, the uh, food business, snack business. He was in the wrestler eight by ten business. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure these are all because these look. Like, his dad was in the his dad was in the snack business. Snack business. He ran a lot of rockets. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to close the binder here. He hired the British uh, Bulldogs for muscle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've, we've covered a lot of territory here, a lot of different cards. Guys, do you where have any... The, hold on, where was the classic set? Like the good classic set with all the logos and... Um, Not that we need to go through that, but that was like the I have set. It. Yeah, it was. Wasn't there also an upper deck set? No. I'm not aware of that. So I, I have a question. Uh, I, I feel like Stu might be best equipped to answer this. So with with all these wrestling cards, is it like other card sets where individual cards are worth a lot? Like is the Hogan card worth more than, say, the Jim Neidhart card? How does that work with the pricing? Well, I mean, listen, it depends on the appetite. Uh, if there's like a huge appetite for the set and say that Neidhart card is like a short print and like there's so many diehard collectors that want to fill this set, then the Neidhart's going to have lots of value to it. You'd like to think, though, that the Hogan is the one that you're going to want to get out of that set, that first set, the Hogan rookie card. Uh, you know, they are, believe it or not, they do consider these rookie cards. Uh, you know, there really is a Luke Skywalker rookie card and a Dr. Spock rookie card, uh, you know. Mork and Mindy rookie cards. They, there really is that type of stuff when you have fandom around anything. So, listen, wrestling fans are collectors of everything wrestling, as the Bulldog can definitely attest to. And he's got a great collection there. One of the better collections I've ever seen of cards. And, uh, you know, I, I uh, they're valuable because you love wrestling. Uh, if you're planning so on so sending so your kids so through college, if you're putting your kids through college, so you're probably not going to be able to get it with a Berserker rookie card. I was going to say a part two of that. So you've got, uh, you know, a, a competitor and a legend like Dory Funk Jr. comes to the WWF as Haas. Uh, is that considered his rookie card? Well, I would imagine that some of these classic cards, like the yellow bordered cards that we saw, would be the rookie card for most of these wrestlers because that's that set. That's the first known set for those to them appear on, and that's why that's such a valuable set. But for example, the Harley Race WWF card would probably be good, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there actually was a, a set in the seventies um, that had like Harley Race and Terry Funk and all Dusty Rhodes and all these guys too. No idea who made it, but I've seen that before. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, sorry. Any any closing thoughts here? Anything else we want to talk about uh, wrestling cards here? Yeah, I would say I that I would say that uh, as the uh, as the cards advance, I guess uh, or progress, you could kind of see a progression of the business uh, as you look through the different years of those cards. You know, the very early days of wrestling cards featured blood and guts and misspellings and mislabelings, but a lot of a lot of just like photos of guys bleeding all over the place and that type of stuff and then as you get into the tops releases more for the kids less about the blood more about the characters and the personality and then by the 90s it's all characters 
there's plumbers and there's hot dog vendors. Everybody's a gimmick. So you can kind of see that all reflected in how the business evolves through these different sets of cards. Uh, I don't know about what any of you guys got out of it, but that's that's one of the things I got out of it. But obviously the main memory is collecting them all. I definitely participated in collecting most of those. I believe we left out some really key things. Like I know Rybowski mentioned the uh, classic cards with the logos. Uh, I would be hard-pressed not to mention uh, that there were other uh, uh, wrestling card sets. Like the uh, ice cream bars came with cards. Uh, there was uh, some other one. These yellow cards you used to get at Circle K store that you scratch off. So there was a bunch there was of other cards. Panini, the Panini sticker books that you buy at the convenience store. You have to collect yes. the set. But there was a wrestling one? Rock and wrestling, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hulk was, was oh, yeah, the Hulk Hogan's well, Rock and I, Wrestling also had like a, a – you could read secret messages. That's right. It's a red like cellophane that you'd hold Yeah, that, that was a great messages. sticker book. Yeah. that Now that now you're yeah. talking. That's what I want but, for my but I, I mean I can echo what Stu's saying. Very nostalgic to look back at it. And it is very interesting. You can see the progression of the business through the cards and through the different sets, which is an interesting way to look at it. I think Stu's right too. Uh, you can tell the difference, just the continuity of the top set, um, not just the quality of the layout and the photography, but also the blend of the straight-up wrestler cards, and then some action shots, and then some silly stuff. Um, Stickers, it just you know, it was, it was a good package. I remember uh, it was always nice to get a mix of uh, all those things. Yeah, and I'd also add that, you know, the current cards from the last, like, 10 years or so uh, are really sort of top-notch now. (laughs) We're doing some impressions of Sid Justice, I believe. And, um, yeah, you can can definitely find, um, like, relics and, like, uh, pieces of the the ring canvas and autographs, and it's just a very different game now these days. Um, And the other thing I just want to really just a quick cheap plug, if you go to bit.ly slash card corner you can see a lot more of our, our collection here uh, on Canadian Bulldogs World and uh, I think, I think they're, they're telling us to cut the time here uh, Stu, how, how can we find you on uh, on Twitter? At Stu Stone Alright, and on that note I think we are done. But what Thank about these for, guys? Is Rybowski, he doesn't have a Twitter? <laughs> You're giving me like the sign. Oh no, I'm not. That's just, <laughs> just imitating our name. I was just doing on. like wrestling impressions. <laughs> I wasn't giving I can't you. tell. This is like, so, it's like a pandemic. Oh, and, like, I wasn't giving so you the hook. I was just doing... Alright, well fuck you then. Let's Okay, let's start. Sir Jessica Collins, where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Sir Chester Collins, all one word. Amazing. Thank you for, for joining us this time. We really appreciate it. And, and Rybowski? Uh, if you look hard enough, you'll find me. Alright. And Stu, we've already got your uh, your Twitter handle yes, and all that stuff. Yes. And, and sorry, and, and do see me on the uh, Netflix hit documentary, Jack of All Trades. That's true. Nice. Okay. Sounds good. And I Thanks to Cable Guy Jeff, of course, for uh, for putting this together and playing that music. I was just about to say thank you for Cable Guy Jeff. And uh, this has been the Wrestling Merchandise and Memories Podcast. Hustle, hustle.